It's Fangraphs Audio. I am Carson Sestouli, and joining me now from the uh, from the bowels of one of baseball's most prized and historic stadiums, that in this case is not Fenway Park, uh, is the curator of our excellent Q and A series, Mr. David Lorla. David Lorla, are you there on the other end of the line? Carson, I am here um, in beautiful, beautiful Ridley Field. The the friendly confines. It is very friendly here. Uh, it is an afternoon game and a week and a weekday. We're speaking on Wednesday. That's baseball. It's what Wrigley's all about. Baseball should have more day games. Now, listen. You, uh, we've talked to you before uh, during these sort of uh, clubhouse clubhouse segments here. Uh, we've talked to you before when you've been at Fenway Park. Uh, right now, you're at Wrigley. Uh, how do the two compare for you? They're the same, yet they're different. You know, they are, are of course, two years apart uh, in age, uh, Fenway being older, but Fenway doesn't feel as old as Wrigley. Fenway's had a lot of renovation, as I think fans know. Wrigley is very 1930s. Uh, the stands seem like that, the atmosphere, but going into the clubhouse, especially the visiting clubhouse, and even the press box, I don't think anything has changed in the last 70 or 80 years. It's, it's really... It's a great, uh, it, it's, it's undescribable, which is why I'm stammering. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's, uh, that's totally reasonable. Now, uh, with regard to the audio, uh, that you've gotten for us today, this is kind of exciting. Now, because of the nature of, of your job and this, your sort of access, we get a lot of American League voices, uh, in our clubhouse segments here. But in this case, we have a voice from the National League and, and from the Cubs. Yes, um, I had a chance to talk to Jeff Samarja earlier today. I also talked to uh, Andrew McCutcheon and Anthony Rizzo for for print interviews coming up. But uh, basically, I am in Chicago on vacation, but I decided, hey, you know, I'll work too. So um, I tracked down Jeff Samarja, who I know one of my colleagues, and I can't remember who, wrote about him about a month ago. So um, I decided, hey, I'll just talk pitching with, uh, with Jeff. And, you know, we knocked off maybe, what, seven or eight minutes. Um, I think I only screwed up once. I think I questioned just how much velocity he has on his cutter. I should probably look this up. I said it's not Rivera-like. But as hard as Marge throws, uh, maybe he does throw his cutter as hard as Mariano's. Uh, yeah, and he seemed to have some comments on that. He's sort of an interesting guy in that he's certainly, uh, you know, aware of what he throws. But I, I think also at a certain point, uh, he doesn't necessarily look at, at the numbers. And it seems like uh, you've had some guys, both in, in audio interviews and also your print stuff, um, who are maybe uh, skewing a little bit more towards the sort of inward and thoughtful side. But Samarja. Uh, for all of his improvements this year, really is, uh, at a certain level, he's a guy who, who goes out and throws his pitches. Yes, yeah, so Marga is a guy who just goes out and, and throws his mix, and uh, it, he doesn't really look at data a lot. We actually chatted um, off tape for a while, and he has a very simplistic approach. He is, you know, He's a Notre Dame guy. He's a very smart kid, but he's not, uh, he's not really analytical, at least. Um, in the way he expresses himself to uh, to reporters about how he approaches pitching. Now, listen. Uh, one last thing before we we go on to that audio 
uh, and this is a this is going to be a surprise question for you, Laurel. Whatever you give me is totally acceptable. Uh, this next uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, or Monday, Tuesday maybe, I'm going to be making my way with my uh, beautiful and very tolerant wife uh, to Cape Cod. We're going to be in the Wellfleet area, but I have an, an intention of going to at least one Cape Cod League game. And I'm curious, because I know that you live in the Boston area now, if there's any one Cape Cod uh, facility or venue that you would prefer over any other. Well, I don't have enough experience, Carson, going down there to, you know, to really make a recommendation. I know Wareham is pretty popular. Um, I was at a game at Falmouth uh, a few weeks ago, and a few weeks ago, probably at least a month ago, and had a great time. Um, I'm actually at the Cubs game today with my wife, my own beautiful, talented wife, and my own beautiful, talented daughter. My wife is wearing a Cape Codley uh, cap right now to uh, shield herself from the warm Illinois sun. The, yeah, the warm Illinois sun is probably the most poetic thing anyone, maybe besides Hart Crane, has said about Illinois. Illinois is, is an underrated state, Carson, and uh, and on that, again, we've talked too much. I want to get back in, out of the concourse, back in to watch uh, baseball, All right. and uh, listeners can uh, hear from Jeff Samarja. Right, that's right. Uh, here is uh, David Lorla, curator of, once again, of our excellent Q&A series, in discussion with Cubs right-handed pitcher Jeff Samarja. with Jeff Samarja, right-handed pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. Jeff, the num- some numbers show that you are having uh, not as good of a year this year as last year. Other numbers show you actually are better. How do you assess your season? Um, just a little, it's a little different, you know. It's two totally different uh, beasts with being in the bullpen and being a starter. Uh, you know, you can go on good runs in the bullpen and then have a, have a rough have rough go at it one day, and it really, you know, really skews your numbers, so... You know, the bullpen, you really like to look at, uh, you know, those things like, uh, you know, runners inherited and how many of them scored and, and things like that. Whereas as a, a starter, you know, you get more innings, you get a better chance to look at, um, you know, those numbers and how they play out. But I feel like, personally, uh, uh, they're pretty equivalent. Uh, I thought I had a stronger second half to the year last year, so I'm, I'm not going to really uh, conclude or judge my season so far until it's over just because, you know, I, I enjoy pitching in the second half of the season. Your ERA is higher this season than last, but your fielding independent numbers show are actually better. Do you think you've pitched in some bad luck this year, or are your mistakes really being hammered this season? Um, you know, looking back on it, it's, uh, yeah, I can't think of too many times when I, I felt I was unlucky. Obviously, in the game, there's different times, but, um, you know, I just feel like, uh, you know, I've tried to make my, make my pitches this year and let my defense work behind me, whereas last year I was probably trying to strike more guys out and things like that. But, um, yeah, I just feel like things have, things have gone. It's baseball, so you, you never know what to expect anyway. So luck or unluck, you know, hopefully the ball just bounces your way. Ironically, you you said you're trying to pitch to contact more this year. Your strikeout rate is higher this year. Yeah, I mean, that's it really is different, but a lot of times things work out that way. When you attack the zone, and you're keeping hitters off balance. Uh, you know, when you have good when you have good stuff that day, uh, you know you can get strikeouts. Some days you don't have good stuff, and you just need to pitch to contact early, and hopefully they get quick outs. But um, you know, my splitter's been real key for me this year. So uh, when my splitter works good, then I strike guys out. Is the splitter a pitch that you've always had? I have thrown it for a long time, uh, probably since high school. 
He's always had big hands, and it's always been a comfortable pitch uh, to throw for him. I think most listeners understand what a splitter is, but is there a trick to, to your splitter? Repetition, I think. I think it's such a funky pitch to hold in your hand and, and not a normal, you know, orthodox grip that you have to throw it a lot to get used to it, and that just takes time. Um, you know, when you have that ball split all the way halfway down the middle in your fingers, that release point gets kind of tricky. So, you know, it's just about learning how, how it feels each and individual day and, and uh, you know, how to get, let it go. Is that a consistency that you really can develop, or is it a field pitch that some days it will be there and some it will not? No, you definitely can, can get, you know, better with that pitch and more consistent with that pitch. Obviously, there's going to be days when it's not what you want it to do. But definitely the more you throw it, the older you get, you learn how hard to throw it, you know, what to do differently with your body to keep it down in the zone, and, and it gets better. But obviously, just like anything, it can go straight from me also. What about your slider? Um, the slider's just been my consistent pitch for me. It's been um, a strike pitch, and it's been a strikeout pitch for me. But um, it's a pitch I've had, I have confidence in to throw at any time. So, you know, being able to have that second, third pitch to go to at any time is nice. How important is the velocity of your slider? Um, well, I haven't really had too much fluctuation in it, so I guess it's pretty important because it's been pretty good. So I think it's important, especially with the depth of it and, and what the count is and what you want to do with the pitch. Hey, once again, I'm talking to Jeff Samarja. You are among the pitchers who throw both a slider and a cutter. Can you talk a little about when you added the cutter and why? Um, I had the cutter probably two years ago on AAA, but didn't start using it till this year. Um, I added the cutter just to make sure to, I can get into lefties at certain points in times. Um, sometimes my my pitch is just kind of a natural sinker, so sometimes my my fastballs inside kind of run over the plate. So and there's times when I really want to make sure it stays on the inner half. It's a good pitch for me. And who is responsible for the development of your cutter? Um, probably Mike Mason, our Triple A pitching coach. He uh, he really saw that it was helping me get out in front and keep me on line to the plate. And another velocity question: uh, the the velocity of your cutter certainly isn't Mariano Rivera velocity, but do you need to throw it nearly as hard as your fastball? Ideally, so as hard. Hey, you throw it like a fastball, so it is a fastball essentially. It's just with a different grip, so. It, cuts a little bit it's a little slower and what is the velocity difference well if I'm uh, jumps around you know I mean I'm you probably say anywhere from five to you know four to five to six miles an hour yeah. and the velocity of you, you you are a hard thrower but is velocity uh, a key to your fastball or is it basically a location 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 yeah well it depends on the day if you have a good fastball then you can usually get away with a little bit more location issues if you don't have a good fastball or confidence in your location you know then you need to really need that velocity but ultimately when it comes down to late in the game and when you get up to the third fourth time through the lineup it's all about location and how differently are you throwing to guys once they come up for their third or fourth time in a game uh, it all depends on the game what you got them out on before how they what they did to you before their approach and the situation of the runners on and things like that so it varies do reports basically go out the window by the time you're you're mid-game are you going mostly on reads um you know sometimes you kind of fall back on reports and you're scouting that you've done for yourself so you know like i said there's no definitive answer are you a report guy in general I'm not a stats report guy or really anything, so I, I watch film and, and I play the game. You're basically a pitcher. <laughs> well, baseball player. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, two uh, quick last questions for Jeff Samarja. Uh, moving into the starting rotation, how much has that uh, impacted your pitch selection? Um, well, if anything, it's made me just had to use my fastball more because you want to pitch late in these games, you got to be in the zone with your fastball and getting outs with your fastball. So pitch selection comes into play, you know, later on, but a lot of times it's just letting them uh, know that at any time you will throw that fastball and that they need to be ready for it. Okay, and one last question for Jeff Samarja. You certainly spend a lot of time talking pitching with your teammates. Who is your go-to guy when you really want to get into pitching? Well, we just traded him to the Rangers, so... (laughs) (laughs) That would be Ryan Dempster. Yeah, Dempster was a big guy for me. Uh, You know, but really... uh, any guys, to tell you the truth, a lot of times the best thing to do is if you have a guy from that played with the team you're playing. You know, a lot of times those are the best guys to go to that played with that other team for two, three years and know the hitters. And and uh, so it varies, you know. And a, and a lot of times, uh, you know, the, that's what coaches are for too. You, you know, you're hoping they're scouting and doing their part, and they are. Jeff Lamarja, thanks a lot for your time. Thanks, Evan.